0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Matty, how are we doing today?
1: Uh, Very, very good. We got QB1, one of the most special (laughs) individuals to play at the Badgers. I think probably Barry's best friend um, and confidant. (laughs) This guy can't do anything wrong. Brooks Bollinger. My guy.
2: (laughs) It's great to be here, man. Hey, do you have to ask bernie every episode or every at the start like how are you doing because i've never seen bernie not having a great day right so it's 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 such a rhetorical question you know the last time he wasn't having a great day
0: the last time he wasn't having a great day was when we lost the axe was the day after we lost the axe
2: yeah there's no i I get it when 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 those few times come around like you know it right It's, it's 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 not pretty um, the lows are low, but it's usually a high, right? I mean, oh, this guy's sure. unbelievable. The, the the energy, the passion, he's the best. The smile, the enthusiasm. The and, well, yeah, you know, it, guys, it feels oh, like I'm in the you. KK right now, just hugging Bernie.
0: <laughs> As most of you guys already know, we are presented to you by BetOnline.ag, and we're better than ever a new web interface for the rest of NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe 50 that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: Brooks, we're here for you today. This okay. is what I love about Brooks. He makes everyone feel so good about themselves that they just love, I, I mean, Brooks, I love you. I've loved you since I got to Wisconsin. I think one of the first people I met was Brooks in the locker room. He just came up to me. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, Hey man, nice to meet you. I just got here and we're running stadiums already, but Brooks said hi. And it was, uh, you know, I think it was for me, it was love at first sight. We hung out a lot, um, during the short, I think it was two years we had together. We, we hung out a lot. I don't yeah. know if I was more your bodyguard guard or just like someone who was consistently happy and just pumped to be around you. And we shared a few beverages throughout the, yeah. throughout those two years. Yeah.
2: Well, I think the thing is, is, you know, at that age and, um, you know, just because we're playing football or, or some guys have more attention or whatever, uh, we're all just figuring it out, right? You look back now and you look at these kids and you're like, you guys are idiots. Like I tell my kids at home, I'm like, you guys realize like your frontal lobe is not developed. You have no idea what's going on. You, you know, we're just figuring it out, right? And uh, I think you just, uh, we're lucky to, I think it's the greatest thing about the sport we get to play is the relationships that you get to develop as a result. Um, and we were lucky to play at a time where we had some success and we had just a bunch of, a bunch of good dudes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, and Bernie, like, you know, that's why everybody on campus feels like they knew Bernie, right? Just cause that, that energy is contagious and uh, it makes everybody better. So uh, it was, it was great to have him walk through the door. And, and, uh, you know, I, I I came from North Dakota and I lived in the towers freshman year. Right. And I didn't even know where the hell long Island was, you know, I'd maybe seen one North face jacket in my life prior to that. Um, and uh, so, so I, I totally had, uh, you know, Bernie helped me, helped me navigate, um, a whole new, a whole new world. And then I got to know his family, you know, and and be out in New York with them a little bit. Um, so, you know, that, that's that's the special thing about about playing the game, right? It, the game's fun, and, and we all miss that. But I, I think that in life, you just don't, you know, a lot of people don't have that many opportunities to be forced to, to um, not forced, but but have the opportunity to get to know people on the level that we got to know people. Um, because, because you're put in tough situations, you know, whether that's bar time at the KK or, you know, fourth and one, uh, against Michigan. Like you have to navigate these things together. And the reality of the situation is, you know, looking back, none of us knew what the hell was going on. Right. We're kids, you know? Um, and, uh, and that's why those special bonds are formed.
1: That's right. And you did actually spend Thanksgiving at my house one year. Yeah. Wow. All these fun. I have, I had a horrible haircut though. That was really embarrassing. Uh, I have a picture of that somewhere. It's like a hard copy because we didn't have phones that took pictures at the time, so I gotta find that. Out. <laughs> it's a really good one. So, wait, Brooks, let's uh, let's go back to like early Brooks Bollinger, like young kid Brooks, who was probably as I'm reading everything in Wikipedia. Were you the best athlete at your high school?
2: I, I don't think I was. You know, I, um, the I, so I I was blessed. My I have great parents that was those first and foremost and I got to grow up in a really great place to grow up you know Grand Forks North Dakota is it's it's just kind of that right size I think for um and a neat place to high school sports are important there it's a college town my dad was the offensive coordinator at the University of North Dakota so I got to grow up a gym rat you know I always say we didn't have a lot of money but we had the keys to the gym um and and what more could you ask for you know so I mean I would go to well, first of all, my dad took the job at Northern State in, in Aberdeen, South Dakota, when I was starting kindergarten. We we're actually living in, in, um, we we're living in Warrensburg, Missouri. He was the offensive coordinator at Central Missouri State, and I, I got to start kindergarten. My mom just had our uh, my sister Haley, so she's got there's three three kids. She just had, you know, um, the baby maybe a month ago, and my dad takes the job at Northern State, and and he's like, shoot, this kid's got to start school. Um, so I went and lived in the dorms uh, for all the training camp, uh, learned how to ride my bike on the track or on the practice field. I was in the team picture. Right. So like I, I got a head start um, on on some of this football stuff and, and I knew how to carry it, but I, I played, um, you know, football, baseball, basketball track tennis. you know, I just kind of did everything. And that's what you did back then. In, in and in a town that size, I would say, you know, I was always one of the better kids. I was lucky to grow up at a time. We had really good teams, especially the grade above me. Um, we had some really talented athletes, not just in my high school, but in my town. And then really in our conference, you know, we had, you know, there was a stretch in, in the eastern part of North Dakota that, um, you know, you had um, Travis Hafner go play baseball and Jimmy Saucer, and Jeff He went to Kansas and played basketball for four years. And there's just this list of 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 guys that um were just were good athletes so it was, it was highly competitive um and i was you know i was uh, always a good quarterback i always because i was a quarterback from the day i was born i was you know i started on the basketball team um you know probably three and a half years we, we won state as my sophomore year in basketball which was awesome um legion baseball played shortstop did all that but those guys give me a hard time if you talk to my buddies today because they're like I ended up getting drafted in baseball because I met Tommy Lasorda at the Rose Bowl through Barry you know Barry talked him into it and these guys are looking at me like dude you batted in the six hole and you were you know you know you had about the fifth highest batting average on the team and um what the hell so no I was lucky to grow up around a bunch of good athletes and I, and I was kind of one of the guys I think that um you know I always say I played in the NFL with an accountant's body um and Bernie showered with me enough to know that that's true. But that's not true. Um, but but you know, I, I think because of how I grew up, the the one thing I could always I, I was coachable, right? And and I could I could my mind could put things together and, and kind of figure things out and, and get by. So I that made me be good enough. But I was never like my uncle Doug played in the NFL, um, played at the U of M. He's just like kind of a dominant athlete, you know. I I, I was really never a dominant athlete I was just kind of sneaky and, and could kind of figure stuff out so um
1: well yeah. I beg to differ because when you got to Wisconsin you were pretty dominant yes there were some yeah. good guys around you I know what you're gonna say but <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were kind of the, you know the leader and so so okay we'll get into that but so you dominating football dominating basketball you're drafted a bunch of times how do you pick Wisconsin? Like who else is coming around? Were you, were you thinking about going with your dad at some point? Like what, what's that look like?
2: Yeah. Well, I always just, I mean, I feel like I played at North Dakota also um, just because I, I mean, I was, I was in the locker room after the games. I'd go on Friday nights um, when I was little with the equipment guys. Cause those were my people, right? Like that, that's who I hung with. And, and um I'd, I'd help set up the locker room and, you know, hang the jerseys and put the helmets in. And, and then, I'd, um, then I got into, into high school and I, I probably even uh, snuck into a couple of parties with those guys. So I, I felt like um, I, that was, I mean, I, I still have a part of my heart that, that feels like I planted a lot of, you know, um, joy and, and tears when he lost. Uh, so I started getting recruited. My dad actually got out of coaching my junior year. He went into the athletic department. Um, and I just always thought I'd go to UND. I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody else from my high school ever played division one football. And, and, and when you're in the, that place at that time, like rarely people would go to the U of M, you know, from, from my area. Um, some people would go to Wyoming or Montana. And then most of it was the NCC, North Dakota, North Dakota state, South Dakota, South Dakota state, um, th- those types of places. So that that's just kind of what I assumed that I, I went down to Minnesota after my, um, sophomore year. I had a pretty good sophomore year, and I was MVP of their camp, and that was when Wacker was the head coach. He started recruiting me. Jim Zorn was the quarterback coach, and um, and then I had a really good junior year, and then um, most of it was still those same schools recruiting me. Iowa came out a little bit, and then, so I went to Iowa's camp and got back, and Brett Bielamo was recruiting me at Iowa, which is, you know, interesting how time goes on in this, in this world. Um, so Brett, Brett's recruited me at Iowa. I leave. He was trying to get Hayden to, to offer me, or so he says, and, and the quarterback coach, it just was, you know, um, I don't think he was sold. And the next week Jim Huber calls and um, cause he had had some ties to my dad back in the day and, and somehow my tape got to Wisconsin uh, and literally, I remember sitting with my dad in their office and going, OK, we made we made 20 VHS highlight tapes in my junior year because I had a really good we, we lost in the state championship. We had a good team and I had a good junior. Year. So he's like, all right, pick 20 schools. We'll send them in the mail. Right. So my dad helped me make them, put the stickers on them, sent them out. And um, and Hughes uh, called and was like, hey, you know, Bernie Wyatt found his tape, and we'd love to see you at camp. And so I was playing at a baseball tournament in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we ended up making it to the championship. So we won. I got on the VC Cruiser, our, our team bus, drove to Fargo. My mom picked me up at like 10 o'clock in Fargo. We drove through the night through a rainstorm uh, with a woman that is not, you know, Mario Andretti, and God bless her, because I'm sure she white-knuckled it the whole time not super good with directions and and then you're navigating madison with all the one-ways there's no gps right she's like by the grace of god we found the in-towner at like 6 a.m uh i stunk like holy hell because i still played two or three baseball games that day and hadn't i mean i went right from the game so i still remember that smell and god bless her for putting up with it and so i took a shower at the in-towner and we went down the stadium. I walked down that ramp to the, the old front doors of the football office and there was Barry Alvarez, Jim Humer and Bernie Wyatt. And uh, that's when I met him. And I went to two days of camp and halfway through the second day, Barry came over and he put his arm around me and said, hey, we want to offer you a scholarship to the University of Wisconsin. And uh, I was just like, wow, you know. And I didn't know anything about it. It's not like nowadays these kids do the research on the academics and how many visits and they got to know what's your depth chart and what's your run to pass ratio. And I did not know one thing um, at the time. I just said, hey, mom, this is a pretty cool place. These coaches seem awesome. And uh, the best thing I did in that camp, um, you remember Scott Willie was there. He was a year younger. John Navarre who went to Michigan. Uh, But the best thing I did at that camp was they were short on receivers, had too many quarterbacks. I said to Henry Mason, I said, hey, man, I'll I'll run this from routes for you. So I jumped out and I I started running routes and and made a couple good catches and was just having a good time. And I honestly think that's kind of what probably pushed it over the um, over the side, because in my mind, I'm like, dude, my arm was dead from baseball. Like, I don't know if I threw a spiral in a day and a half. Now, now they were used to Mike Samuel, so I don't think they're super used to spirals anyway. So maybe that helped sneak it through. But in my mind, I was thinking, man, like I'm screwed. Like I, I we came all the way out here. My mom just like went way outside of her comfort zone, and we did all, made the sacrifice. And I'm just laying an egg. Um, but anyways, and then you know, a couple weeks later, it was kind of like, hey, you know, we gotta we gotta pull the trigger on this, and. So realistically, I think Iowa would have been the mix had I pushed. But other than that, Minnesota fell away because of um, Glenn Mason came in and, and they changed staffs and, and they had us out of dual clique. And so it was, it was kind of became, do I want to go to North Dakota or do I want to go to Wisconsin? And I was just like, what the hell? You know, it's, it's a cool place and got a chance to play in the Big Ten. And uh, I don't know, there wasn't a ton of, even though my dad was a coach, he was like, hey, what do you think? Yep, yep, okay, let's do it. And that was it rest is history. Man, that is a cool story. Yeah, is it funny? You know, I it's it's weird because I remember I started as a freshman, you know, mostly probably because it, it was me and another actually freshman that ended up transferring, but mostly because we were both pretty good young players, but mostly because they didn't have a guy. Um, so I was playing with grown-ass men um, when I was just, you know, <laughs> a, a little skinny freshman, and – but I started and, and uh, I learned a lot. I mean, that, that, that probably had such a... And then I played varsity basketball that year too. But I, I think having that being forced into those competitive environments when I wasn't ready really helped me have early success um, at Wisconsin. I, I think there's probably other things I would have learned had I sat longer that would have helped me on the back end of my career more. Uh, I think it took me some time to figure out how to transition from that early success um, and be a good leader and not kind of be the kid. Um, but I think that did help me have early success. But I, I remember, you know, you're a kid in Grand Force, North Dakota. And I, I, the first letter I ever got came to my coach and he sat me down and he slid it across the table and it, it was the red envelope with the big N on it, you know, um, Nebraska and Nebraska was, was, was still a huge deal at that time, a national horror. And I about fell out of my chair. I was like, Oh my God, Nebraska sent me a letter, you know? oh, wow, like, I'm going to go to Nebraska. And uh, then I learned pretty quickly that uh, those things get pumped out uh, pretty efficiently and, and um, come from a lot of places. But, no, I can remember I, just because I played early, I, I had one from there and one from UCLA. And, and from, from being in North Dakota, like, you might as well come from the moon. You know, it, it's like, you know, I, I didn't really think that was possible. So it was, it was a pretty cool experience. So you pick Wisconsin yep. and in an amazing
1: story that could have went wrong in any which way, if your mom's like, I don't want to drive, this is terrible. Like you would not be the legend that you are today. If any of like one thing happened, it's unbelievable. That's crazy to me to even well, think.
2: And, and, yeah. And, and you've seen the movie enough times. And, and now I've, I've coached enough in college and coached high school kids and, and, I understand, trust me, I appreciate that as much as anybody. I mean, I, I played with, I remember being in the combine all-star game, you know, post-college with, with a bunch of guys who are just as good, if not better than me that, that never had a sniff in the NFL. Right. And then I had other guys that were probably only a little better than me or pretty close that got the right breaks and played for 10 years and, and had better careers than I did. So there there's, you know, there's a portion of it that that you can control, and 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 you can invest in yourself, and but you cannot you cannot guarantee outcomes. There's 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 too many variables. Um, that the, what I preach to kids is like, this is this is hard, but it's worth it. And it's not worth it because you're gonna get somewhere else, right? It's not worth it. It's not only worth it if you get a scholarship. It's not only worth it if you make it to the NFL or whatever else. Um, it, it's, it's worth it because you're investing in yourself. And, and that's the lens you have to look through is like the work is always worth it, you know. Um, and, and you see that kind of work both ways, but you cannot, you cannot predict, I don't care how good you are with, with, you know, coaching changes and system fits and, you know, team structure and injuries and off the field stuff and family stuff. I mean, there is an insurmountable amount of variables that have to fall into place. And even if you look at the success of a Wisconsin program, and we were talking about this one, had a bunch of guys back for the, the, the Barry deal is like, man, you better not take for granted how good it is and how good it was, right? Like the, like the things that, that that we got to do it. And certainly that happened because Barry did things the right way and Donna hired Pat and Donna and Pat hired Barry. and Barry hired the right staff and they recruited the right players. That is it. It's, it's a hard thing to line those planets up. Right. And a lot of people never get to experience something like that, you know? And uh, so I, I, I have a ton of gratitude um, for just how the whole thing unfolded.
1: I completely agree. It's, it's very cool to, you know, I picked Wisconsin over a bunch of other randoms and you picked Wisconsin over other randoms. We would have never met. And like, we're right. soul sisters and we would have never met if that <laughs> didn't happen. You know, and it's and it's like OD came from Naperville. I would have never, you know, so I would have never met any of these people. I wouldn't yeah. have my job. I would have probably have met my wife. So like all the variables you're talking about, it's just amazing how things sometimes do like, it's just luck. It's like pure luck. You can only control what you can control. So what... What does Brooks Bollinger as a freshman control like what what happens when you show up on campus? where are you are you at the are you at the towers the first time are you at the regent the regent
2: the first summer okay so it's me and and herbs and gryson and p j cannon and Jason Jowers and the johnson brothers and you know we we don't we don't know which ways up right and 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 you know you're getting to getting to know everybody and, and you're kind of, you kind of, you know, I always love those transitions in life. Cause you, you kind of get to reevaluate your identity and who you are and how do you fit into this new ecosystem? And, you know, that, 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 that thing is, is, you know, that on steroids, right? Cause you, you're, you're trying to make your mark right away and set a good impression and be respected by the guys and all that stuff. So, you know, we're at the towers having having a ton of fun just you know but you know working hard and every day's uncomfortable you know i mean it was for me i was i was used to being you know good and sick and we all were so so you know and and you want to show up and you know perform well in the workouts and and do all that stuff so it, it, you know you're i think that's one thing people don't understand at least for me like it was never I never, I mean, all the way through my senior year and, and any time playing is like, you know, you wake up, I don't want to say with a pit in your stomach, but every single day, you know that you got to, you're going to be tested and have to perform. And, um, there's, I think a lot of people don't understand what that, what that feels like for an athlete. Um, and the kind of the preparation and thought that has to, has to go into it. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was just, uh kind of being nervous every day, right? Like going to workout. like I, I want to do everything right. I want to, I want to be successful. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, we, uh, your first time away from home and you're l- learning how to navigate. Um, you know, I just remember shit. I remember leaving the house and I, I didn't really cry a lot or anything, you know? And, um, my dad was taking me to Madison and I come up I just remember come up the stairs and I'm like, okay, I'm just going for the summer and I'll be back. And then, you know, my mom knew that once you, you kind of go like stuff changes, like you're kind of gone, like that's the next chapter. And I just remember to come up and she's falling already. And then I'm, I've just, I I mean, I bet you I cried for the first hundred miles. You know, I was just like, I wasn't sad. I mean, I don't know what I was. It was just like, man, this is a big deal. And it was just me and my dad in the car. And I'm just, you know, I'm just sub-sucking um, on the way to Madison. And, you know, my old man was great and dropped me off of the towers, kind of patted me on the back. And, and uh, you know, that was it. You know? <laughs> you know where to be in the morning? Yeah. And, and he had been through it enough times, but, like, it wasn't like it is now. Like, and some of my teammates, even Boze, Boze came from L.A. and we ended up being freshman roommates in the, in the fall. Um, and, uh, and even like PJ cannon, he, he, you know, his parents were pretty close to Milwaukee and, you know, they had the, the, the sheets folded up and, and all the stuff they needed for their room. And like, I had a bag, you know, like that was it. And it was like, Hey, I gotta, can somebody give me a ride to target or something? Like I need to get a pillow. And, um, you know, <laughs> I was, I, I was a little bit, um, you know, but, but I'm thankful for that you know, I mean, I, I think that my mom would probably listen to this and say, oh, you, you don't remember, like, we we did all of this stuff. And I'm sure they did. But, you know, it, it was like, hey, man, like, this is this is your show. And, and part of growing up is is you got to learn how to run your show. And, and we're going to support you from from afar. And, um, you know, I learned how to I learned how to fake it. You know, I I learned how to survive a night at the bar when your, your credit card gets declined a couple of times, you know, um, it happens. (laughs) I love you, man.
1: I mean, I remember showing up with two duffel bags and that was all, all I had, you know, my dad's like, all right, see ya, get on the plane, show up. And you know, two duffel bags, whatever's in the duffel bags. I can't remember. Um, but I'm sure I needed a pillow and a and something as well. <laughs> so so did you
2: so did you redshirt your freshman year? Um, yeah, I redshirted. So uh, I knew, and I was, you know, some of those guys, you know. And by the way, that's why Sprague was always such a good roommate. Sprague had all the swag, you know. He had the nice stereos and the nice rugs and maybe even a plant. Um, so it was. He, he fricking hated me because I, I didn't give much to the party. Um, but yeah, I redshirted. I was totally comfortable with that because you know, I'd been around at UND with my dad, it seems everybody redshirted, you know, outside of Jimmy Klein's saucer. I think everybody that ever came through redshirted. So I was excited to redshirt, you know, I, I was like, Hey, I'm not ready for this movie. Like I got a ton to learn. So we had Brad Childress uh, was the coordinator at the time. And, um, you know, we had a fun quarterback room and I just was, um, you know, focused on getting in the weight room and, and getting stronger. And, you know, we, what did we have? You know, we had that five 30 or 6am winter workout, you know, and, uh, or even during the season, I think, but I remember, you know, you're at the bus stop with, you know, Carly's Clark and Devery Hughes and Bo Zayle three from California. And it's, 5 15 a.m in the middle of january and there everybody's pissed you know and go get your face melted off um in in a workout and and just be flattened and then come back to the towers and eat the biggest breakfast you could probably eat um and then go to bed for about four hours <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then try and figure out if darda was checking classes or not um <laughs> But, you know, that was, you know, I think that was that was something you had to learn how we all do. And you grow up and you got to learn how to, to navigate. And I'm, I'm not sure how well I would have done with that without football, you know, having that that structure and that accountability, because there's there's times you did that a little too often. Right. And you had somebody to smack you and say, hey, you got you to gotta get your ass to class and, and get this stuff straightened out. Um, but I also think people don't appreciate the set, the the work that that the athletes have to put in right? It, it's, I know we get a lot and, and we get treated well. And, and especially nowadays, I mean, these freaking food and the facilities and the stuff they got, it's almost embarrassing. Um, but even when we were there, we got, you got treated well and there was no free scooters. All right. I, I bought my scooter. Okay. Just for the record. Cause I, I hear that one all the time, but like, you know what people sometimes be like, Oh, you got coddled and whatever. And I'm like, half the teacher's Probably uh, liked me a little bit more because I played sports or whatever, and and half of them, at least half, probably held me to a higher standard. Um, and I had I had a I had a professor in Hans Christian Andersen, Bernie. You might have been in that class together. I'm not sure if we took that one. But, I, I definitely uh,
1: took it. I don't know if we were in the same
2: class. So I literally, you know, I'm like a senior, and I'm just trying to get a credit. I mean, it's just a whatever. And uh, it might have even been a summer course or something. But the professor called Barry. It's like 275 people, 300 people in the class. Professor called Barry. I got a C on the test. He called Barry to tell him that he didn't think I put enough work in because I, I, I was the first one to turn my test in or something like that. And uh, I only got a C or something like that. And I was like, what the heck, man? Like, Mind your business. You know, this is this is nothing to do with you. I, I did my job in your class. So, anyways, it went both ways. But I'm like, you know, most students didn't have a press conference on Monday in the fall, and um, you know, watching film till hours at night, and then have to, you know, go perform. And and I think about this now, and I see these kids. My I it was really fun. I just took my 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 two boys are 15 and 13 now. With well, two of my boys, the older two are. 15 and 13. So he threw him in the car with my dad and went down to the Nebraska game, just kind of last minute. And, um, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, and, uh, pretty special, but you know, we stopped by practice on Friday and, um, you know, you look at these guys and, and like I said earlier, they're just kids, you know, and and we watch them on Saturdays and it's, it's easy to, to treat them like professional athletes and, and, and think of them that way. And, man they're just they're, there's a lot going on and they're just trying to figure it out and um there's there's a lot on the plate and i think the world's kind of figuring that out now with this nil stuff and everything else it's like yeah you but you're a kid like you got class on monday morning you know you had workout treatment film duh, 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 duh. like it's a it's a um it's a lot to navigate especially you know reality i was a pretty good student you know, but I, I watch these kids in Minnesota now. They can't get into Wisconsin. The kid the kids, good luck. You know what I mean? Like the odds of getting in. So those are your classmates, right? And like I probably wouldn't have gotten in without back then, maybe I'd have been close. I probably wouldn't have gotten in without football.
0: There's no um, chance.
2: And and so you're also playing left handed a little bit on top of everything else. Um and, and the other and then we look at these kids and say, Oh, you know what are you doing? You know, you're stupid. And it's like, well, the system's a little sideways too, you know?
1: We had a professor, you and I in in a history class and we went up and we're like, listen, can we have a little bit of an extension on this paper? And the guy goes, only if you beat Minnesota this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, uh, okay.
2: (laughs) Um, it it, It worked both ways for me. Um, and I wasn't always the best man. I I, I could have been better. I, I wish I would have been a, a, a little better student, but yeah, I, I saw it work for me and work against me. So it, I call it a, a net neutral.
1: I like that. No, I, I would, I would agree. It, it, you got a lot, there's a lot of perks, but there's a lot of like invisible no, it, stuff that was not, people didn't know we were up at five in the morning on a scooter minus 30 degrees and no one's in like January the second or first week in January when no students are there. Yeah. Like and we were working out.
2: Yeah. And I'm not saying it's impossible. Right. And, and, and some of those guys didn't help things. Right. When you, you, you wear your issued gear and like laid on on the floor or, you know what I mean? Like I've also seen guys on the team that I'm like, dude, get your ass in the seat, sit in a normal spot. You know, don't sit in the back with a pack of five, seven football players. Um, and you know, just, uh, look like you're, you're you know you're there just to appease something or check up bu- like you know what i mean so it's like yeah. and we all did some of that so there, there's there's but everyone there's liberty, does some of that there's liberties we took right and there's yeah. kids that were going out on tuesday nights that never went to class on wednesdays that were just students right That nobody knows about them so it's yeah. i see it work both ways and, and the reality is both sides are right and um and, and sure. there's truth in both of it um but it's 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 a lot, especially for the kids that um, probably are borderline if if they're you know capable of, of sure sure you know competing in the classroom.
1: For sure, I completely agree. So, us, when when your freshman year does it click? Like when it, when are you like, wow, I'm gonna play?
2: I'm still waiting for it to click. To be honest <laughs> with you. But. Um, so I went in, you know, I registered, then I went into that spring ball and uh, Scott Cavanaugh was going to be a senior and, and uh, we we're kind of competing for the, so we, you know, first of all, I registered, we go to the Rose Bowl and uh, it was just like, like, where am I? You know, um, it was wild. And, uh, and then we, we hit the off season, work hard and, and it was kind of me and. Scott Kanna, Peter Lee left, he transferred. He was in between Scott and I, a year older than me. So it was was kind of the two of us and kind of split time in spring. And I had, I had a pretty good spring and uh, it's kind of neck and neck. And then in camp, Scott kind of pulled away. And, um, and then like the first, I think we played Miami of Ohio first. We had a couple kind of non-conference games, and, and I I played, um, well, it was Miami-Ohio first, and, and I played a, a couple series, and uh, I'll never remember Jeff Horton I come and was our quarterback coach now, and I'm going in first time against Miami-Ohio, and it's like, you know, I don't know, middle of the second quarter, puts his arm around me, and looks me in the eye, and he goes, I no, don't f- it up, and <laughs> um, and then he patted me on the back, and and, and I went out there, and I pitched off the wrong guy in an option and we fumbled and I did screw it up. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I, 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 you know, I, I got a little playing time and then, um, and then I got, and we went to, we were, we were like three or four in the country and <clears throat> Ron Dane was one of the Heisman finalists and we go to Cincinnati and this is before Cincinnati was the Cincinnati we know today. I mean, they it was a half full stadium and they weren't very good and hadn't been. And, um, I played three plays in that game and I was 0 for one with an interception and we lost and they tore on the goalpost and it was a huge deal. And, um, I was like, well, I'm going to be sitting around watching a lot of football, you know, now. And then Cav kind of took over and we played Michigan at home the next week. And uh, Michigan was good at the time. That was when Brady and Henson were, were sharing time. And they were a solid, good football team. And, um, God, we, we were just back and forth game. And, uh, and, and we made a couple mistakes. And in third quarter, Scott hurts his elbow and comes out of the game. So I got to go in the game. And my confidence is – had a zero at this point you know um but i just i just uh had a bounce on my step that day it was an electric atmosphere it was a 230 abc game in early fall in camp randall right kind of like heaven a little bit and um and i i didn't play perfect but i got a little hot and and made a few plays and and um we we came charging back and we're kind of driving to go win the game and, and got stopped on a fourth one and one and Michigan ended up winning. But I, I, I knew in that moment I was like, wow, this this is you know, like Brent Musburger and and whoever's calling the game with them and, and this is the big stage and the big show and, and this is Michigan, this is as good as it gets. And I belonged out there, right? And and I think that's when I was like, All right, I like, you know I can, I can play. And so they, they, they gave me my first start that next week and uh cab yeah, was hurt, and it was at Ohio state. And um, you know, um, I was kind of too dumb to know any different. And uh, you know, I still, I was, I was like, my eyes were pretty big and it started the game that way and we're down 17, nothing. And um, it was just kind of like, Feeling my way through it, trying not to screw up, I think, and, and and being a little protective. And um and then we went on a two minute drive at the end of the half and I made a few plays and and just started competing and kicked a field goal in seventeen three. And Johnny Favre grabbed me running back to the locker room. He said, If you just play like that, we're gonna win this game. And I was like, All right. And we uh we scored forty two unanswered or whatever that would have been. Yeah, forty I think it was forty two seventeen and um getting interviewed by Lynn Swan on the field, uh, in the horseshoe and, and, you know, still have never seen, you know, the horseshoe empty in on early cause you're kicking their ass so bad. And, um, and from there it was a blur, right? Like next week we go to Minnesota and, uh, we win and then win, 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 win. win and it just kind of, it just kind of fell. And, um, before I could even really realize what was happening or, or why, you know, was successful. Um, we just caught fire. And then, and then you had a little time when the, when the Rose bowl, you know, in that bowl practice to kind of sit back and go, Holy shit, you know, like what's going on here. And, um, and, and I, I do, I, I was talking to somebody about it cause you know, I watched what happened to to Graham last year when, you know, he had so much success in that first game and, and then the second game and, um, all of a sudden, I was like, "All right, you know, crown him king," and 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 you know, I I had to play my way through that. Right after that first year, and the expectations become so high, and I think early success is is a blessing and a curse, right? Because you you don't really, you know, you you haven't really taken the intentional steps to to put yourself in that position. It just kind of happens, and, and and then oftentimes you kind of have to. And then you get caught, kind of trying to hold on to that success uh, and not let it go. And and oftentimes you got to bottom out and then and then and then recreate it. Um, so, you know, that's I think that's kind of how it went from there. Um, that that the next year we had that. I mean, really got kind of wonky because that was. I mean, we were preseason two in the country, just coming off two Rose Bowl wins, and and then that's when the shoebox hit and we had all those suspensions and it just kind of, it kind of went sideways, but I I don't think I was ready for that year. You know what I mean? I I think um, that's, that's a year that I regret in my development um, was being mature enough to, to, to take this new platform and kind of this new level and then get back to work and really understand how to be the person I needed to be. You know, they talk about in leadership, there's, there's different levels of leader. I can't remember how many, six, but every 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 level of leadership, you need a, a different set of tools, right? So the first is like self-mastery, and then it's relationships, then it's whatever, teams and groups and whatever. Anyway, you know, when I hit that level, like you're a different dude and your teams relying on you to be a different dude. And um, I could do some of it just naturally, but I, I was not the guy I needed to be um, for that team to reach its potential.
0: We're excited to announce a new sponsor, and that is Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And they're a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as a classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So head on over to lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment.
1: Well, when I got there my ju- your junior year... You were that guy. I mean, everyone swarmed you, and and if you said something, everyone did it. So I, but I have a question: What was it like to play? Like the Rose Bowl is so cool, and Wisconsin's gone a lot, but not been very successful. You, yeah, guys you were, were the quarterback successful.
0: of the last Rose Bowl winner.
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy? We've been to a bunch of them. Um, Four. Yeah, and I, I went. I went to. I went to Oregon. Um, Russell Wilson's year, and then I went to TCU. Scotty. Tolzien's yep. year and uh man those are great those are great games and those are great teams. Those were phenomenal um, games. Yeah. I mean I think that 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 Russell Wilson year, I mean, just obviously Russell's Russell, but that whole team was stacked. It was so good. And that O line was so good. And yeah. and um that was a phenomenal football game. And even TCU, like um, Scotty's year, like that team just knew how to win. And, and I think TCU had more talent, right. At the end of the day, but that Wisconsin team was just grinders and could find a way. And and they had a sticker out called to win the game and the guy bat He's got wide open standing there, you know, and, and the guy bats it down. And that's football. Right. So it's just like, it's just those, those breaks and we mm-hmm. had them in our game. Um, you know, we had a fourth and two and, ran it naked to the left and uh, somehow thumbed one over to John Sigmund and he kind of bobbled it and fell forward for four and we scored two plays later you know and and that play goes the other way like we don't win the game um, and I could sit and tell you it's because I'm so good and I'm, I got ice water in my veins and I made an unbelievable play but I'd be lying to you you know <laughs> well, um, I think a lot of
0: people forget that you were one heck of a runner like you, I mean, you had what, like 1700 some odd yards, and I think like 34 touchdowns as a runner in college, I want to say 26 touchdowns. Yeah. As a runner in college. So you were, you could scoot, man.
2: Yeah. It was just, it, again, like the funny thing is, is I wasn't, like I said before, like I, I, like my wife's a better athlete than I am. Like I, I, I was not that kind of athlete in high school like I didn't run a lot in high school my senior year I was just kind of bigger and you know I, I was athletic enough to overcome it but prior to that I was just kind of a balanced profile, you know and then all of a sudden um I think uh, at Wisconsin it just became out of necessity right because I was playing so young hey I don't understand all this I just know that um uh, the ball's this. This guy's number one, and maybe there's another guy in the field somewhere. But if that's <laughs> not there, take off and and just find a way. It's just a kind of a survival mechanism. And and the other thing is, is you know, I had grown up this way, and this is one thing I did understand was it's about winning the football game. And the way our teams were built was to play great defense, play great special teams, run the football. Um, and and part of that is is protecting it, right? And understanding it. It's it's really hard to to play in that offense. I, I don't think people. Not trying to say how hard my job was, but you know when your first three passes of the game are on third and six or third and eight or whatever, like it's run run pass. Um, you know it, it's 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 difficult. And um, so, anyways, yeah, it was it was out of necessity, and and I really. Wouldn't have expected that, or didn't see that coming, or it wasn't intentional. It was just kind of like, "Hey, I'm not good enough to to make all the right decisions, right? I I don't have this figured out yet. I still remember I'm Chris McIntosh is not the AD. He was one of the biggest badasses, um, and and one of the greatest leaders I've ever been around. Okay, I, I wish I could have been half the leader that 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 Mac was as as a player, um, and he he said something to me when we're 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 in our uniforms. We're in the locker room getting ready to go up and play Miami of Ohio, and I literally had this thought in my mind. I can't remember what he said to me, but he says something, and I think about it, and I sit there and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what the running backs do on any of these routes. So I remember going through back to my playbook and and having you know five or six of these concepts that I'm like, oh, I better. I better figure out what the back's doing just in case I need to check one down. <laughs> um, so, you know, we didn't, we didn't throw much to the backs, Bernie. I'm sorry, but um, no, believe me, I know. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, but that's just a good example of like, it was, it was a little bit out of necessity for me just to, to take off and try and figure out a way to win the football game.
1: Brooks, we are running out of time, but I have a funny story. This is just a sums up to like where Brooks is. We'll have to do a Brooks Bollinger part two. Yes, we um, that's
2: because I'm so long winded. I know, dude, no. no way.
1: Cause you were a jet and you're, I still wear your Jersey to games and people are still like, Bollinger, he was here a long time ago. I'm like, Oh, I know I played with him because <laughs> like it's my, so wait, funny story. We're, we're doing, we're practice. It's like a Thursday or Friday. You, you know how we used to go like coming off the goal line. That was like what yeah. we were doing to exchange between you and me. We fumble. All the quarter, everyone Horton, Huber, Coach White, Mason I don't know who else was even there. The the trainers, they are MFing me. So I'm like, wait, is it just my fault? Like, did I just, and then that's when I knew, like, do not mess with Brooks Bollinger. He's the only (laughs) one that matters on this field. Like, (laughs) and it definitely probably was my fault, but it's just so funny because nobody even was like, Brooks, did you even put the ball in the right spot? Like, it was just known that you did the right thing, and everyone else pro- might not. Yeah,
2: that, that's probably <laughs> probably a problem I should have solved for you, Bernie. I apologize. No,
1: it's okay. I actually, I, you know, it didn't bother me. I just loved. I thought it was hilarious. But
2: he, here's my quick jet story. So um, this is a couple of years ago. I leave Pitt seven years ago, six, seven years ago. I'm 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 work, and I'm just trying to figure out this day job with a suit on. And Scotty Tulzien said and it's from barstool sports and this guy uh who's the new york jets guy on there um kfc or one of these guys right so he's a big jets fan so that was like post it was maybe like geno smith or something and, and they're they're ranking their offseason options at quarterback you know in this article and they rank them based on the number of bollingers right so like the worse the guy was, the more Bollinger's he had. <laughs> so, so, like, the best guy was like two Bollinger's. The worst guy's like five Bollinger's. And Dude,
1: I, they I, threw you in to get eaten by wolves. So, and... Scotty, Sc-
2: Scotty just, you know, he's laughing at, he's just laughing his ass off. And um, I laugh so hard. I'm like, can you just leave me alone? I'm just a working stiff here, trying to mind my own business and make it feed my kids. Well, yeah.
1: you have one of, one of, I think a lot of people's greatest fans, like friends to me, you've been such a good friend. I think everyone in Wisconsin loves you. I think all the old people, the young people dude, you're a legend. We're just lucky to have you. We need a part two. Absolutely. Um, but Brooks, dude, everything you did for me when I was there, like I can remember it. It's, we have all these amazing memories that, you know, you just kind of took me under your wing and I couldn't be more thankful.
2: Well, thanks, Bernie. I, I'm sure some of those scars you have are my fault too. So, so I apologize because I'm I'm not sure I was always going in the perfect right direction. Um, but I'm I'm glad you were there by my side, man. And and I'm grateful and thankful. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'd love to do it again anytime.
0: Perfect. Oh, we, we'd love to have we you again. We will have to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys. Until next time. On Wisconsin.
1: On Wisconsin. On
2: Wisconsin, boys. Be good.